the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Men with a Purpose. Men with a Purpose exists to encourage, equip, and empower Christian leaders by convening and featuring like-minded marketplace influencers in a non-threatening, generationally diverse atmosphere of fellowship. And now, here is today's host. Greetings, Southern Colorado, and welcome to the Men with a Purpose show. I hope you're having a great weekend. I'm your host, Dwight Johnson, Jr., We started the Men with a Purpose show to give our listeners in the Christian communities of Southern Colorado an opportunity to hear men's witnessing and testimonials. My guest today is Jim Finlayson, the current Chief Financial Officer at PastorServe Incorporated. He is the former president and COO of PastorServe Inc. from June of 17 to the current date, to March of this year. Also on the board of PastorServe for the last nine years He's also president of Advantage Marketing, Inc., for the last 30 years in Colorado Springs, plus currently a manager at the Magnum Shooting Center for the last seven and a half years and a co-owner. You're a busy guy. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, we do find a couple things to do during the day. (laughs) Well, I certainly like that. And we're going to touch on the business. We're going to touch on your family, and we're going to talk about anything that is also coming up new in your life later on. But question number one, I always start with this question for the men that are here. How and when did you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior? Well, I found myself desperately in need of salvation. I had been deceptive. I'd lied. I'd cheated and uh, done a lot of things. And I came to know Christ when I was five years old. Five years old. So my dad was in seminary at the time. Okay. We were pretty consistent church attenders. I came home from a Wednesday evening service, convinced that I needed t- salvation uh, based on the lesson that had been taught in the children's ministry that night. And my dad led me to the Lord in the living room of our home in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, so you're the son of a pastor, and he's been, or he had been, um a pastor in Minnesota and and anywhere else? Yeah, so he actually never pastored in Minnesota. My dad oh. was a research chemist oh. who decided that he had a call from God to become a pastor. Okay. Went to seminary in Minneapolis and started and planted two churches in Montana and then pastored a couple others after that. Okay. So when you were 5, though, that is uh, that I mean that's amazing. I mean a lot of a lot of 5-year-olds are still learning to say words and to come up with complete sentences and do the alphabet. Yeah, I'm not sure I could have given a doctrinal, a doctor lecture of any type, but uh, it was made clear on my heart that I I needed Jesus as my Savior. And the fact that I got to have my dad lead me to Christ was a great, great privilege. Well, that certainly helps as well. So at at five, uh, did you start witnessing at five or... Did that take some time? Well, at my current age, trying to remember all that happened in at age five is a bit of a challenge. But um, you know, we were we went out and started the church in Montana. So our my growing up years centered around the church. 
Um, so opportunities to witness, opportunities to bring friends in. Uh, my mom always said that we were the we were the ambassadors to our generation for that church, and so we tried to live that out. My brother and I. My brother is currently a pastor in Helena, Montana. So I'm the only one that uh, of the males in the family that didn't go down the pastoral route. But certainly at five up until now. You have done a tremendous amount of bringing glory to God and changing that young life around uh, at five and, and, and continuing today. Yes, and it, it, it's a great joy, um, you know, witnessing to neighbors, to business acquaintances, to folks that I would not run into by going to church, but do run into in our community and in our business and trying to do that in a way that makes them curious about God. Now, I would imagine that at five, a lot of folks were looking at you a little different as opposed to hearing you witness and do your testimony about God and Jesus Christ at an older age. So I'm sure that has, you had a chance to uh, make a lot of believers, but also fine tune your, uh, the way you approach it. Yeah. And, you know, part of it is, is living in the world, but not of the world. Um, so my brother who, uh, who went on to be a pastor, did a great thing in high school. We we kind of we were five years apart, so we were not in high school at the same time. But um, we tried to we tried to live our beliefs out at at school. And he started an L seven club. It put an L and a seven together. It's a square. Um, so that allowed him to do the non kegger parties. The the non. Uh, well, the opposite of square parties. Um, and the culmination of that was that we I was able to lead my high school principal to Christ oh, um, after wow. I was out of high school. But he observed that life and he observed those things like the L7 Club. Um, and we we were able to share Christ with him on a number of occasions. And I just happened to be the one who was there when he was ready to go. Oh, what a blessing. That is so awesome. And, and you're mentioning family now. With, with your dad and your and your brother. So let's get into the time when you meet your current wife. Yeah. So we had both gone all the way through college and we're in Washington, D.C. area, each saving the world in our own way. And we met at church. Um, she was she is a accomplished sign language interpreter. Um, still to this day, the youngest person ever to be nationally certified. Oh, cool. And uh, so she's high on the pecking order in in the sign language world. Uh, also teaches now here in, in Colorado Springs at a high school. She learned in high school and wanted to give back here as she enters that season. But we met at church, uh, had kind of a quick uh, courtship, um, kind of hit it off very quickly. And then um, a gentleman by the name of Tim LaHaye entered my life and asked me to go work at his ministry uh, in California. So... I uh, told him I had to check with this young lady that I had been dating, and we decided that we would get engaged. Uh, I moved out to California in December of 1982, and we were married in June of 1983. So in about 10 days from now, we will celebrate our 40th wedding anniversary. Wow, that is awesome. And what part of California did you go to? So we were in suburban San Diego, a little town called El Cajon. Sure. The box um, in <laughs> Spanish. And so... Uh, we were there for not too long and then helped move the LaHaye Ministries back to the D.C. area of all places. So uh, it was kind of a quick round trip for us. Well, I'm very familiar with Southern California, and, and that is great that 
your wife is able to get to the folks uh, another way uh, mm-hmm. in terms of testimonial and witnessing. Yeah, and you know, sign la- or deaf people the, who use sign language are one of the least reached people groups in the world. Uh, it's one of the few languages where it's not necessarily passed from parent to child, and there is a lot of communication issues that that come into play. Then, um, and, and those who use sign language are often not don't have any familiarity with the Bible, the Bible stories. Um, I'll tell you a quick little story. Debbie did a, a summer program for deaf girls you know, when she was in college, and she got to the end and asked, it was on prayer, and asked one of the girls if she wanted to pray. And she said, I can't. And Debbie goes, well, why can't you? We've talked about it all summer. And she goes, well, you said God is like my father. My father doesn't understand sign language. And so <clears throat> that's Debbie has done a marvelous job over the years of, of introducing a number of, of our deaf friends to Christ and, and making them welcome at the church. Good. Good to hear. That's awesome. And, and your kids? So we have three boys. Um, my oldest lives in Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, great he and place. his wife, Lexi, have our two grandchildren. And we have decided that we're all four more grandchildren. So we're encouraging all, all the boys to get on the stick and get going. Um, my middle son is married just a year and lives just outside of Detroit. I'm married to a technical writer for the Army, and they're the, she's stationed at the Detroit Armory. So um, we they, there may be another move in their future, but right now that's where they are. And my youngest son, Daniel, uh, has a political consulting company here in, in town, uh, does a lot of work um, in politics, and runs is the executive director of CSSA, Colorado Shooting Sports Association. So, which is the NRA affiliate sure, here okay. in, in Colorado. He is married to Maddie, who is a um, labor and delivery nurse. Oh, cool. Fantastic. And and all three of your boys, plus the wives and hopefully the grandkids, all Christians? Yeah. So the grandkids are just three and one. So they haven't... Ri- Got a couple years ago. Yeah, they haven't hit that ripe old age of five yet. But um, so, yeah. So we were very blessed. Um, and I, I give a lot of credit for that to their mother. So... Uh, she was very nurturing, and you know, we homeschooled for their first eight years. Oh, and so got a lot of chance to instill both um, both good education and good doctrinal teaching during that time. Good, and so when y'all get together, everyone, uh, it's a blessed time. It is, yeah. As a matter of fact, we're going to be doing that um, June tenth. We're all getting together for our anniversary, and going to spend about six days together. Oh, fantastic. That's great. I love spending uh, spending time with my granddaughters. And that's always fun, when, especially when they're young age and you can have fun with them. And you know how teenagers are. They Sometimes they say, I don't want anything to do with you right now, maybe in a couple of years. But anyway, that's great. That's fantastic. All right. So you've got an awesome family going on, you and Debbie. Uh, now for the business side mm-hmm. uh, with the Christianity mix. Now, some of it, you know, pastor serve. I get that one with Christianity involved. But some of the other stuff you've got going on. Yeah. So, again, we try to live out our faith in in the community, in in our businesses, and um, I, I guess I would give you this story. So I had my marketing agency for about 30 years. And uh, one of my favorite vendors was a Jewish lady, lived in the D.C. area, lives in the D.C. area. We're still friends. Um, and she came, she flew out and decided that we were going to move on from that agency. 
And she made a comment that caught my attention. She goes, so we've done business for 31 years because I actually did it before I opened my agency. She goes, you've never cheated me. You've ne- you've always paid your bills on time and you've always said done what you said you would do. And I think it's just that is the key to living out your faith is being consistent and to the best of your ability, representing Christ in a way that is attractive to the folks around you. Well, consistency is key. I mean, we're, you know, we're all sinners, uh, but with, because Jesus Christ is there for us, died for our sins, we are forgiven, but, and we're human, so we're not perfect, but that is, that is awesome that she's able to, to relate that and, and another thing in common that you have under God. Right. That's fantastic. Um, and so moving on as a business leader into men with a purpose, your involvement you're a leader. You're a torchbearer, which is which is really uh, key for this program now. You're part of the program. You've got skin in the game. So tell me more about that. So Debbie and I decided to become torchbearers for Men with a Purpose. Um, we were approached by Jeff Gott, um, who we would do some other business with. And uh, so we just, we just wanted a place where especially young folks like my son could come and be around Christian business people. Christian community leaders and be encouraged to live out their faith in the community as is being an example of by the by the speakers and by the folks who attend and just to curate those relationships to help folks again live out their faith in our community and in their business. Now your son has been there. I I, I, think, I, I believe I've met him. You have, and yes. and has he been there just uh, every time you go or? Not every time. So they're they're pretty busy during campaign season. So sure, they, yeah. they don't have much downtime for that uh, during that time. But um, so he and his wife were there recently. Um, and so we we welcome them when they can come. And uh, it's been an encouragement to them as well. And when um, I would imagine if the opportunity arises when your family does come um, to gather everybody together, hopefully sometime uh, it'll be right around those Thursdays that's coming up in the fall or into 2024. Yeah, we love when we can get everybody together. Um, and if they were here during that time, that would happen. My my son's a doctor. My oldest son's a doctor. So him getting away is not too frequent. Um, you know, young doctor in his practice. So uh, we don't we don't see them out here much at this point. They'll come for a holiday or something, but not not much other than that. So that um, right now it's our youngest son primarily comes, but uh, would love to have the others come as well. Now, has he had the opportunity to tell his young friends about men with a purpose? And uh, I mean, is he has a chance to witness as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. And he's he's very outspoken, uh, good young leader here in the community. And, um, you know, I, I, I could tell you a number of stories about him, but I will just say this, that uh, – he was involved in politics at a time when it was kind of raucous and um, everybody around him was getting fired. And so they came in and brought him in because he was making his numbers and uh, long story. But they, they said, you know, how is it that this happens? And he finally said, well, when I get out of bed in the morning, I spend 15 minutes with God, remind myself that I work for him. And it's a happy byproduct of working for him that I hit your numbers. And fast forward a year or so from there, 
same person is is interviewing him for another job. And she said, I, I have one question for you. And he said, what is that? And she said, do you still work for God? <laughs> he said yes and got the job. So Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And it's also awesome that the, your young son uh, has his quiet time with the mm-hmm. Lord, because that was, that was key many, many years ago for me. And I'm sure for you too, that right. you, you have your quiet time in the morning and hopefully you have it um, later in the day. And even before you go to bed, quiet time is always very uh, peaceful and you try and get your one-on-one with our Lord and go on with your day and certainly ask for help in the middle of the day or uh, anytime you feel the need to to reach out. But I think that's important. And I hopefully both of your sons do that as well. Your other sons do that as well. Yes. Yeah. So, and it's, it's fun to watch them be involved in their church and take leadership roles and, and uh, enjoy living out their faith in their communities as well. Good. That is very good to hear. And, and um, I, I, anyone out there who has uh, daughters and sons uh, who are committed to Christ, it's, it's important that they have their quiet time. It's it's all part of their relationship with God, relationship with Jesus Christ, and and it it brings another opportunity to the surface as Christians to to do that as well. I mean, yeah, hit hit the church your weekend, your Saturday, your Sundays, middle of the week, at concerts that are given. Uh, at any kind of events, Bible studies, but certainly the quiet time is is very important, and that's that's it is such a blessing for that. I have a friend who says it's hard to give from withered hands, and that time with Christ each day is what keeps your hands and the rest of your body and mind from withering uh, by what's going on around us in in this you know fallen world. I like that. I'm, I, I want to use that, so I'm going to get that get that from you after the show and we'll, we'll do that as well. Anything new uh, coming up? I know you've got your anniversary coming up where everybody in your family is going to gather and you're going to have an awesome time and, and such a blessing on that, but anything coming up uh, in the business part of, of, of Jim's life? Yeah. So business wise at, at our stage in life, we're trying to mostly invest in things that, in people that are doing things rather than taking on more tasks uh, we're not, I'm not, I shouldn't say we're, I'm not exceptionally good at that because I tend to jump in. Um, so I'm trying to get a little more disciplined in that, but we've, we've got some good investments in some companies and enjoy that, uh, that part. Um, I think, you know, if you've read Buford's book on halftime, you know, as you get, as you get to this spot, you want to turn from success to significance. And one of the things that we've been working on, I've become much more aware of what pastors need during my time with pastor serve, both on the board and in the in the community. Um, but we are looking for ways to increase pastor pastoral care uh, so that the church does not get into a crisis of not having enough pastors. So there's a lot of pressure on pastors. There's a lot of, of pastors who drop out. There's a lot of very public falls. Um, but a lot of that comes from a lack of soul care and a lack of personal boundaries for pastors. So we're looking for a way to increase the capacity of that pastoral care uh, across denominations and you know anyone who holds Christian orthodoxy um, to help bring resources to that process. Do you have a, a plan uh, ready to go, something on the drawing board, or is there a 
a test drive coming up here shortly? Yeah, we we are actually in the middle of a test right now. Um, so working with some guys who share that vision, um, and we're we're trying to get our get our operations in a, in a way to help build that capacity so that we don't either underserve demand or get run over by demand. So we are in the process of doing that now. Well, what you said about what is happening in the world and with uh, men of God uh, retiring or, hey, it's, you know, I've been doing this for 40, 50 years. Uh, It's been fun. It's up or it's been up and down, but certainly uh, need to pave the way for uh, young men and women uh, to get into ministry so they can carry on what the person who's leaving the church has said, or where they come in and, and start their own drive uh, for a new church, or uh, definitely uh, utilize the talents that they got through seminary, through through God, uh, through teachers, and uh, go from there. Because that's that's very important, because we need it, and we need it like yesterday. When I'm reminded, you know, I grew up in a church planter's home. We had, in the second church, we had church in our house. I had perfect attendance for Sunday school. And we, at one point, had 89 people out to a service in our house. I literally sat in the kitchen sink. (laughs) But I remember my dad's zeal, his earnest care for the people that he brought to Christ. When my dad retired, there was about 400 people at the service, and he had led over 75% of them to Christ himself. And so... You know, we need those activities out there. We need those people who carry out their calling from God as a pastor in a healthy way so that they can complete that calling. Yeah, and it's and it's great that you had an awesome dad. I've got a great dad who continues to witness, who continues to mentor men, uh, young men specifically, and wanting to get this all together. And that's great. Thank you, Jim, for being our guest today on Men with a Purpose, and it's thank you for 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 your testimony and your witnessing today because it's going to be added. It's going to be an awesome weekend when people hear that. I appreciate it very much. Well, thank you, and thank you, Dwight, for all you do for Men with a Purpose, uh, making it successful. We appreciate uh, all your efforts, and I know many of them go unseen, but they're not unheard. So, well, thank you very much, and you know what? I get that from my dad, Dwight Johnson Sr., who started Men with a Purpose. 27 years ago in San Diego. Thanks for being here. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next weekend on Men With a Purpose. Thanks for listening to Men With a Purpose. Men With a Purpose Colorado Springs meets at a monthly luncheon with a featured speaker and messages that empower, equip, and encourage by the power of their testimony. Join us next time on Men With a Purpose. For more information, go to mwap.org. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.